Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Since I will not be here tomorrow morning, I'll be at the convention in New York, the Chabad Rabbis Convention. We're going to finish the parsha today. It's a shorter parsha, but we're going to finish the whole parsha, so you won't be missing any. I mean, you'll miss me, but you won't be missing any of the Torah. So, the sixth Aliyah, if you remember yesterday, I told you that Yitzchak had returned to Be'er, he was returning from Be'er Lachai Ro'i, the well of Lachai Ro'i, when he met Rivka coming with Eliezer on the camel. What was he doing there? So I said, I'll tell you today. So Rashi tells us that he went to go bring a wife back for his father. Avram was going to find a wife for Yitzchak. And Yitzchak says, it's nice my father wants to find me a wife, but he needs a, he needs a wife. He's lonely. Sarah had passed away. Remember we had that Sarah passed away. So he went to the well of Lachai Ro'i, and there he found a woman whose name, Torah tells us, is Keturah. Now who is Keturah? Keturah is actually Hagar. You know, Hagar, she was the concubine, she was the, the maid of Sarah, who had then been married to Avraham and had given birth to Yishmael. Avraham had chased her and Yishmael away by the order of Sarah, and now that Sarah is no longer alive, and Yishmael had repented, Yitzchak goes to bring back Hagar to remarry Avram, to keep him company. I guess Avram was very, very uh, lonely. Why is she called Keturah? Person tells her Hebrew, Hagar, but it's hinting to us that her actions were as pleasing as the Keturah, as the incense, meaning even though she had been banished and Yishmael was wicked, she was a very righteous woman whose actions were as pleasing to God as incense, even though she had had a some says when she left to return to idol worship, she repented and she was holy. In addition, that she was kosher. She tied her organs together that no man should come close to her besides her Avraham. So from when Avraham had sent her away, she had not been together with anybody else. She had still been waiting and remaining loyal to Avraham. And therefore, Avraham remarries her. So he remarries Hagar, or Keturah, she's now called. And he gives birth to six children. What's their names? Zimran, Yakshan, Midan, Midyan, Yishpak, and Shuach. To test. Avram is way over 100 years old. Avram is now over 100. Avram is 140 years old. Yeah, young. 140 years old. And you're making an excellent point. Thank you for raising it. That we're told that once Hashem did the miracle and made Avram young again, made him, uh, what's, I don't know what the proper English word is, you know, able to have children again. He maintained that zero. There you go, virility. Once he regained his virility, thank you. Sounds like a virus, you know. Once he regained his, uh, he, he tested positive for virility. He uh, he retained it till the rest of his days, and until the day he died, he was youthful and had the ability. Was he never became an old man? That's whatever. He was able to have children. In fact, he produces six more kids. He's hundred and four. He's at least hundred and forty. We're going to read something. He was one hundred and seventy-five when he passed away. So between the age of 140 and 175, and he has these kids. Yes. But he was never the same like when Sarah was alive. Would be never the After same. Sarah died. Abraham wasn't the same. Guy. Well, he was obviously he was sad and lonely because Yitzchak went to go find him a wife to keep him company. But he wasn't so kadosh. Okay. Says who? No. It says clearly that he until the day he died he was as pure and holy as sin. I'm not sure where you read that, but even if he was different, if he was sad without sorrow, it doesn't mean that he was not holy. That's, you can be sad and not be, it doesn't, 
Well, but that's what the Torah tells us the Haggah was Keturah. Rashi tells us explicitly. It's not uh, something you know, it, that Why is she called Keturah? Shana'im ma'aseha kiktores. Her actions were as beautiful and as pleasing to God as incense. She was a righteous woman. She wasn't just a random, you know, she was like old Sarah. and lowly, so they found them a girl to be with. She's not like Sarah. She's not like Sarah. Sarah passed away. Sarah's not alive anymore. You know what I'm saying? Sarah's not alive. She's not alive. What are you going to do? You know what's interesting? Certain names of the Torah, people are named after. The sons of Abraham from Keturah, you never hear of anybody named these six, these six sons. Okay, okay, that's a good question. How come no one is named uh, Zimran and Yakshan and Midan? And the answer is, well, first of all, this is the next verse. Yakshan also has some children. The nations of the Ashurim, the Lutushim, and the Umim come from, from the sons of Yakshan. And from Midian, there's more nations that come out. But what does Avram do? Avram gives everything that belongs to him, he gives to Yitzchak. And to the sons of these other of his other wife, it says Balakshim, that he had to Avram, he gave them matanis. He gave them gifts by Yishalchim, and he sent them away from his son while he was still alive. He sent them away from Yitzchak to the east. Okay? So in answer to your question, why today is Yaksha not a Jewish name? Because Avram sends these kids away. So they're born to him by this woman, Hagar, who he doesn't fully marry like Sarah. That's true. That's why they're considered like the sons of a concubine. And he sends them away to the east. He gives them gifts. He gives them presents. Have a nice life. Everything that I have goes to Yitzchak. That is his future. That's Jewish people. Now, there's a theory that the Hindus in the nations of the east are also descendants of the philosophy of Avram Avinu. And the source of that theory is right from the verse we just read this second, that Avram sent away his sons, his other sons, his six sons, to the east. What's the east? China, India, etc. India, the Far East, all those eastern lands, Thailand, whatever. So the, the other Hindu Muslim, the other nations that also have a, stop worshiping idols. They have idols in a different way. The, a lot of the meditations and religions of the East are also rooted in Avram, because at that time, the East was very deep into sorcery and black magic, etc. And this way, by Avram sending his son to the East, he was able to even have an influence in changing the culture of the East, not to be as into black magic and into sorcery, but to also be more connected to God, etc. It's not exactly the religion of Avram and the Torah, but the ideas seep into the Eastern cultures as well. Okay? He gives them all of these gifts. They go away to the East. As I said, Avram remained real to the end of his life. And then the Torah tells us, these are the Yimei Shnechaya Avraham. These are the complete days of the years of Avraham's life that he lived 175 years old. And when he passed away, Jacob, listen to this next verse. He passed away Beseva Toiva. In a good old age, Zakin Visaveya, old but content, meaning he ended his life good. He didn't end up his life like a senior citizen, you know, like a, I was at a doctor this week and he sent someone else and said, it's good that she died. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, she's lucky she died. He didn't die like that. He died, Zakin Visaveya, his life was perfect and complete and content until the day he was gathered up into his nation. And his son Yitzchak and Yishmael come together to bury him in Ma'aras HaMachtela. Now this is very interesting because Yishmael had, last time we heard of Yishmael, what was the last thing we heard of Yishmael? 
is when Avraham banished him from his home and kicked him away. And now we see he's burying him. So obviously, Yishmael did Teshuvah, Yishmael repented, and Yishmael came back to his father, Avraham. And therefore, they were burying him together. How do we know that Yishmael repented? Maybe he just came back for the funeral. You sometimes have families that don't talk, but at least for the funeral, you know, they get together and they'll at least pretend like, I've done quite a few funerals like that, where you have the two sides of the chapel are sitting on different sides of the room, you know, and uh, they're not even like looking at each other. But how did that Yishmael actually did Teshuvah and repented? The Torah says that who buried him? Yitzchak and then Yishmael. If Yishmael had not done Teshuva, and I've seen this too, he would have demanded, I'm first, I'm the older son. Earlier in his lifetime, why did Yishmael get sent away? Because he was arguing with Yitzchak and saying, I'm greater than you. I'm the firstborn, I had a birth at the age of 14, etc. And here we see at the funeral of Avram that Yishmael recognizes that Yitzchak is greater than him. And by the funeral procession, he gives the honor that Yitzchak can go before, uh, before, uh, before himself. Okay? They bury him in the field that they bought from Ephron in front of the eyes of Abne. He repeats over here the field that he bought, that he acquired, that he found. It's his 100%, no questions. There's no way to argue this. And after the death of Avraham, uh, they, they, uh, Hashem himself, God himself, blesses Yitzchak, his son. And Yitzchak dwells in the same place by the well of Lachai Roi. Why does God need to bless Yitzchak after Avraham dies? Because Avraham was afraid to give complete blessings to Yitzchak because he saw that Asa would come out of Yitzchak. And after he died, Hashem gives blessings to Yitzchak and uh, he's blessed. That's Yitzchak. Next week's parasha will be in great length the story of Yitzchak's children, Yaakov and Asa. But the Torah finishes off in the last Aliyah, the children of Yishmael. Remember, there's, there's the sons of, of Avraham, and then there's like the extra the sons of the concubines, which are the other sons that were sent away. But Yishmael is still the son of Avraham. And therefore, the Torah quickly tells us his descendants. And that's where we're going to end up the parsha. These are the sons of Yishmael, according to the names and their birth. I'm going to count as I read the names, and you'll tell me what's significant about the number. The sons are... Uh, Nevayais, Kedar, Adbel, Mifsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Chadad, Tema, Yitur, Nafish, Vokedma. So first of all, you don't have to memorize all 12 of those names. It won't be a test. But how many sons did he have? 12, 12 sons. And what's the significance of 12? Tribe. 12 tribes of Israel. So everything in the world is Zel Umazel, opposite each other. There's 12 sons of Yishmael, each become their own chief, their own nation, will learn later. And so too, Yaakov also have the 12 tribes of the Jewish people. So that's important. And of course, 12 is not just a random number. 12 is the number of the constellations or the number of the months. It's a number of the natural order of you know, flow into the world comes through in, in, in the number 12. Anyway, they uh, all uh, these are their sons. They each get their own town, their own stronghold. Yishmael lives till the age of 137 years old. And then he passes away and he is buried and gathered to his people. Again, here you see the Teshubah, he was buried together with his people, but he's not on the same level of Avram, of course. And they dwell over there in the, land, on the border of Egypt, between Chavila and Shur, and his children dwell over there. Okay? Next week will come the story of Yitzchak. Yeah. What was that secret? Yeah, what's that? Yeah. What was the secret? Who's secret? What, what was the secret for living for 140 years? 137 years. Okay. People lived a long time back then.
People lived a long time back then, yeah. I have a question about the Abraham is buried next to Sarah. Abraham is buried next to Sarah. Abraham is buried 